DeAndre Hopkins is visiting the Tennessee Titans. Does this pairing make sense? We're going to discuss that on a Thursday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. Let's roll, baby. You are Locked On NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome in to a Thursday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Tyler Rowland, here with my co-host, Alex Clancy, ready to break down the biggest stories in the NFL with you. Thank you very much for making the Locked On NFL Podcast your first listen every day. Also, do want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash NFL, and when you enter promo code LOCKEDONNFL, they'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti-style tumbler with every order. But diving in here, we got a lot to discuss. DeAndre Hopkins is set to have his first free agent visit. It's going to be with the Tennessee Titans. We're also going to talk about Josh Allen being on the cover of Madden and what that could mean for the Buffalo Bills. And then the return of Alex Clancy's mystery segment after I hijacked it last week for a little bit of fun. But let's dive right in here, Alex. DeAndre Hopkins to the Titans. What I want to do here is obviously I cover the Tennessee Titans. It's a little bit of home cooking. But also, you covered DeAndre Hopkins for quite some time, covering the Cardinals on Locked on Cardinals, your team every day. I just want to lay out why this makes sense for the Titans and for Hopkins. And then I want you to tell me whether I'm insane or not is basically what I want to do here. So, number one for the Titans, they have maybe the worst wide receiver group in the NFL outside of Traylon Burks, who showed some flashes of being worth the number one pick that the Titans spent on him in 2022. Other than Traylon Burks, the Titans don't really have a wide receiver who most people have heard of. Kyle Phillips, a second-year player who was hurt most of last year. Nick Westbrook-Akine. So, not only do the Titans desperately need a wide receiver, but Hopkins could get a million targets for the Titans. Robert Woods and Austin Hooper and some other guys are gone. There's 190 available targets uh, in the Titans' offense. So, the opportunity is there. The need is there. Uh, Also, I think the Titans could give Hopkins a, a good amount of money, and it sounds like he's in it to get another payday here. He doesn't want to take a discount a veteran minimum and go play for the Chiefs or the Bills. He wants to get paid, and I think because the Titans need receivers so bad and because of the situation that they're in as a team, he could potentially get that money. So Hopkins could get paid, no state taxes. He could get opportunity. So even if it's a one-year contract like Odell Beckham Jr. or something like that, He has the potential to get the ball a lot, get another contract the year after. Obviously, the Titans need the help. So, Alex, from that perspective, knowing what both sides are looking for, do you think the Titans actually make sense here, or would DeAndre Hopkins be making a big mistake? Is that (laughs) the audible reaction? I mean, here's the thing. DeAndre Hopkins, all he said this offseason was who he wants to go play, catch the ball from. He's not... You know, he's not on a proven deal at 26. He's on a proven, he's on a he's on a deal at 31. I think that this is he's made plenty of money. Okay, he's gonna get paid somewhere. What Baltimore did is kind of like an outlier of what Cleveland did for Deshaun Watson. They gave him way too much money. There's no reason why Odo Beckham Jr. should have got that much money. So that shouldn't be the benchmark, the baseline for what DeAndre Hopkins gets. DeAndre Hopkins is a better receiver than Odo Beckham Jr. is, but with him, it's like there are spots where 
like Tennessee doesn't have that much money, right? Don't they have like nine million in cap space or they, something? They have eight million in cap space, but yeah. the reality here is that, like I said, they could structure it like Odell yeah. Beckham with a ton of right. void years. They could right. restructure Henry Tannehill, Bayard. I think make it happen. that that is he may as well stay at Arizona. You know, it, all things being, I know there's the Mike Vrabel connection. I get it. Right. I know we get to right. play against his former team twice a year. Like I get those things. There are so many other spots. That would be, it's not so much that Tennessee's a bad spot. It's that there are so many other spots that are better than Tennessee. Right. Like, if you went to Tennessee, be like, okay, cool. You know, live in Nashville. Ryan Tannehill's a good dude, like, good leader, you know, whatever. They've got, they've got stuff there. Will Levis, we'll see. Like, Traylon Burke, he can, he can mentor him. The defense is okay. They got Derek. Yeah. Like, I get all of it. There are just so many better spots. So I think yuck box, if I can bring that back. I haven't done that in a long time. Um, I, I think that would be a yuck box situation for DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, and I agree with you. And honestly, if you're Hopkins and you're hope, clearly the NFL wasn't as high on Hopkins as he had hoped. He thought that he would be able to get traded, keep his money, but nobody wanted to pay him that. So I think if you're Hopkins and you're looking to take, you know, an Odell Beckham type contract so that you can hopefully get back into the market next year after you kind of prove it after two seasons where you could say they were down statistically for Hopkins, I don't see how Tennessee is the smart opportunity to take then with an offense that through the third least amount of passes in the NFL last year. And I mean, if Mike Vrabel had his way, they wouldn't throw a dang pass the entire game. So I, I just, I guess it depends on Hopkins motivations and what the Titans are willing to do. If you're Hopkins and you want to take a, a one-year deal with a good opportunity so that you can get your stats up and get a better deal the year after, I understand why the Titans would be on that list, but I don't think it'd be the right choice. And if you're Hopkins and you want to win anything, then I, I mean, I think the Titans with Hopkins could probably contend for the AFC South. But what about after that? You know, we've seen the Titans be the number one seed with A.J. Brown. And what they do? They lay down and die to the Bengals in the first round. So, I, I, I just, as much as a person who covers the Titans and would love to see the Titans make this addition, I don't see how it makes sense for, for Hopkins. But I guess it does. If he is truly just wanting the money, the Titans only play seven games, I believe it is, next year in a state where he would be taxed. So the Titans have 10 to 11 games where no state income tax would hit his game check. They mm -hmm. could probably have a really heavy bonus to keep the salary cap hit low. I, I, I mean, I could see why Hopkins would do it, but at that point, it'd be like a Damian Lillard situation where it's obvious that this guy is more concerned about finances than he is about winning, which, you know, I'm not, I don't mean to say it in, in the way that it makes that look bad. I mean, at the end of the day, most of us, if we got a little bit more money in our paycheck, we'd probably consider other options. That's just the reality of life. But I just don't see at this stage in Hopkins' career, whether it's money or not, that, that Tennessee is the best fit. Yeah. I just don't, unless it's a one-year deal and he's positioning himself, he's like, listen, I'm going to go get, you know, 8, 10, 12 million, you know, whatever they're willing to give me. I'll live in Nashville right. for a year. He loves, he's really into style. He's really into, you know, he's charitable stuff. He's got his own charity. Yeah. Like maybe he just wants to do this, take a breath. Have, like we talked about this last week with Indy. I was like, Indy be a great spot for him if he just wants to get paid. You know, there's right. no pressure. He can mentor right. Michael Pittman a little bit. They may get weird and potentially win the division if everybody's healthy. I mean, depending on what Jacksonville does, like there mm -hmm. are perks. Plus it's a dome, like, I don't know. And they can go some go yeah. to Kansas City next year for $11 and go win a Super Bowl next year, you know? Yeah, no, that makes sense. I, I, think, I think honestly the team that fits everything and is kind of in the middle is the Browns. I know the yeah, AFC well, North is a tough division with the with the Bengals and with the Ravens, but Watson is a much better quarterback than Tannehill at his best. 
I think the Browns have a better chance to win with a better roster and a better complement, and they have the money to pay them as well. So for me, that I, I see that right there. But anyways, we're going to move right along here. Talk about Josh Allen being on the cover of Madden. And Alex has a thought about where this uh, may be going with the Bills. Before we get into it, do want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs are the most comfortable shorts, most comfortable joggers you will ever wear. I'm not like, look at me. I'm looking in the camera and telling you, these are the most comfortable shorts and the most comfortable joggers you will ever wear. They fit nice. They're not cotton, so they don't, you know, get stinky and they're not all boxy and don't look like they fit you right. They're all sculpted perfectly to fit you. It's basically the same thing as Lululemon, but they fit way better. I love my bird dogs. I literally look forward to wearing bird dog shorts every single week when I go play golf. Like, I'm just as excited to put on the shorts as I am to golf because they've got an inseam, like a built-in inseam. They're so comfortable right now. If you go to birddogs.com slash locked on NFL and enter the promo code locked on NFL, you're going to get a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on NFL for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you that. Josh Allen, uh, yeah. Oh, on the cover of Madden. I, I, yeah. I know that you're excited to dive into this. I, I, I can't help it either. The excitement is palpable. You tell us. Yeah, you thought I froze there, didn't you? I did that on purpose. Yeah, I did. I so, did for a second. So yeah. we've talked, you know, <laughs> tangentially, nuancedly, a little well bit about done. something going on in Orchard Park. We just right. don't know. Save and this could just be a, you know, a, a Patrick Mahomes thing. The four, what was it, thirteen seconds? How they drove down the field and, and kicked the field goal in thirteen seconds in the playoff game, and then won in overtime. It's just that's something that just is in the heart of of the Buffalo Bills organization. But what Josh Allen has done is miraculous since he came into the league. Drafted number seven overall, didn't even meet, didn't even make the All Conference team at Wyoming his last year there. He looked like a bust, and then he didn't. And he looked, and then, you know, he's now an MVP candidate. And, you know, the Bills traded for Stephon Diggs. They brought in pieces. You know, they've been the best team in football for a large portion of the last two seasons. And it just hasn't really worked. Now, Madden gets involved. Josh Allen's going to be the cover boy <laughs> of Madden. And yes. I'm not talking about, like, the Madden curse where people get injured, the Peyton Hillis effect over the last two decades. Like, it's never worked out great for a Madden cover guy until about the last couple seasons. I just think that this is the perfect timing to feed the what's going on in Buffalo theory. Because listen, it's not like uh, 80% of NFL teams would love the last three years of football that the Buffalo Bills play. It's one of the most fun right. styles right. of football. They want incredible games. Josh Allen's incredible. You know, Stephon Diggs, Gabe Davis, like what Sean McDermott's done there and Brandon Bean, like they've re they've resurrected an organization now that doesn't have Tom Brady to play twice a year, but Tyler, it kind of makes you go like a little, like a little, if somebody like pinches you in the back, like, I don't want to yeah. make that sound ever again, but like, you know, like pinches you in the back, like, Oh man, really? We're going to do Madden now. Like, is this really a thing? Right. Am I completely right. blowing this out of proportion? I, th I listen, <laughs> I understand the path that you're on. It's basically yeah. where I'm at. Like 
Buffalo is about to graduate out of sweetheart land is basically mm. the way that I view it. The honeymoon it. Like phase the last, is over. Yes, exactly. Yeah. The last few years, it's like, oh, Buffalo's back. Josh Allen's cool. They're going to the playoffs all the time. He plays like, you know, a new version of Cam Newton. Blah, blah, blah. And I think that we get to another – and Stephon Diggs is starting to kind of percolate. He starts to do that after a while if the winning ain't where he wants it. So I think we are getting to a place where – the media narrative and kind of just the general vibe around the Buffalo Bills has the ability to switch pretty quickly um, mm-hmm. from being basically America's team and America's sweethearts to, oh, yeah, the Bills again. We don't believe in them. They have this year, I think, this year. And it's funny because Josh Allen's on the man cover. It, you know, in every crime movie, in every good gangster movie, there is – the establishment of the bottom barrel underdog lunch pail guy. And then we get to the come up montage. And it goes through all the fun things that he's doing as he's becoming a drug lord or a kingpin or whatever. You know what I mean? And then there's always the come down. There's always the tear down at the end. And I feel like this cover of Madden is like Scarface sitting at the table right before everything goes down. And I'm not going to say what's all around him, but if you know, you know. And I just feel like this Josh Allen Madden cover is kind of like the end of the come-up montage in the Drug Kingpin movie. You know <laughs> what I mean? And it, it it just, whether it be that or Boston George or all these different movies, you know, I just think this could be a moment. And you're not Boston making too much George. out of it, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, Blow is the movie, but Ray Liotta, best. I think that was the best Ray Liotta character ever. R.I.P. Ray Liotta. Shout out uh, Johnny Depp, right in that movie as well. But yeah, you get the point. He's about to go down. Yeah, well, but completely off the rails. Like, I want Josh Allen to win a Super Bowl. He's so fun to root for. He's great for the game. He's a large man who does small man things. Like, he is so eloquent in space with how he runs. He's Mm -hmm. like Gronk. Like, like, it's just, it's effortless. Right, it's we surprising how athletic he is. Yeah. yeah, but, and he just gains ground. He's fast, but he gains so much ground and he takes hits. Like, he's a Buffalo Bill. And you I, want the Buffalo I, Bills to win a Super Bowl more than you want most franchises that haven't ever really won anything to win something. You know, yeah. so with that, I just hope that that Madden curse doesn't seep into anything, any of the issues they're having in Orchard Park right now. I'm with you there. And what I do want to say is I I think they picked the right person. They're trying to sell video games. Josh Allen's exciting. People do love the Bills. I'm not into this debate over Jalen Hurts, Justin Jefferson, Joe Burrow. What I think Josh Allen is a fine pick there. Well, listen, um, it's time. You know, we haven't done this in a couple weeks. It is. It's my mystery segment. We'll hit it next. Tyler's already sweating. We'll hit it next. Locked on NFL Thursday rolls on. Let's roll, baby. Tyler Rowland, Locked On Titans. Alex Clancy, Locked On Cardinals. We are Locked On NFL Thursday. Thank you for making Locked On NFL Thursday your first listen, free wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. It's my mystery segment. And, like, if you've been listening to this podcast, well, this is our third year. Is this our third Every year? Every day or snow. Yeah, Every day or I snow. think this season Every day will or snow be, that yeah. For me, it was Tom Brady until it's not. 
Now it's not. So it's Patrick Mahomes until it's not. So with that, Patrick Mahomes has done something that no other big quarterback has ever done. And he did it with a two times longer extension than any quarterback ever get. 10 years, he's going to be there forever. And what they did was they made it that his contract, I'm going to get to my question in a second, team friendly enough to where they could re-sign Chris Jones. I believe Tron Matthew was a part of that as well. And they were able to keep people around. And he was the first quarterback to ever say, you know what? Sure. I'll get my 180 million guarantee or 130 million. It wasn't as much as people expected early on. And you know what? Let's get everybody else involved. We can worry about the rest later. Do you think in the next three years that Patrick Mahomes will ever be the highest paid quarterback in the NFL? And the reason why I bring this up, and I've thought about this because Tom Brady never was. Like his money, he got the guaranteed only money before anybody else did. He's like one year, Mm -hmm. 28 mil. It's all guaranteed. And then they did dumb years at the end, whatever they did, because all of his money, it was never gaudy. And even back then, it was never really gaudy because it hadn't really hit that that breaking point yet. But do you think Patrick Mahomes, the next three seasons, will ever be the highest paid quarterback in the NFL? If he is, it won't be for long. And I think he's fine with that. I think and like Tom Brady. Yeah, that's what I was going to bring up too. Like Mahomes is so secure in his position in Kansas City that I think even a Josh Allen, you know, but that's where it stops to me. There's Patrick Mahomes, there's Joe Burrow, Josh Allen. After that, there is not a single quarterback in the NFL who, who should feel more secure where they're at than those three. And I think Mahomes is even on another tier than those guys as well. Mahomes is just so secure like Brady. He knows they are never getting rid of me. They are never screwing me over. I am always going to have money literally thrown at my feet. And it's outside of... Mahomes is so popular outside of just being on the football field. The advertising money is going to roll in so heavily for him for so long that he just doesn't have to care about that. He knows he's going to get his money. And I think that the next guy to get the next contract is always going to care more about being the top paid guy than Mahomes will. You be the top paid guy. I'm going to hold the trophy at the end. So I think Burrow is about to do that as well. I think he feels because of the Bengals history as a team I think he's going to feel so secure in his position with that franchise that he is a guy who's going to take a little bit less than maybe he could get. Lamar took a whole year to try to get every dime he possibly could out of the Ravens. Burrow's not going to do that. Mahomes isn't going to do that. You know what I mean? So I I, I agree with you. I, I think that Mahomes, or agree with you, or I can see what you're saying, I think that there's a very good chance that Mahomes is, Mahomes is never the highest paid quarterback in the league ever again simply because he doesn't need to be. He gets everything else. Yeah, no, agreed. And, you know, it's, you know, the comparison to Steph Curry with Patrick Mahomes, and people use that initially because of the flash, because it was different, because it was, there's no reason why either of those players should be as dominant as they are with how they play, because it's never been done before. Like Aaron Rodgers, it has, Patrick Mahomes already has more Super Bowls than Aaron Rodgers. So, I mean, what are we going to do then? Like, when it comes to, we're going to say Patrick Mahomes is better than Aaron Rodgers. Well, we're going to I do. already I'll already say that. I mean, he's less right. selfish. So, right. I'll say with um with Steph Curry and, and Patrick Mahomes, it's more than that. It's the marketability comes with their lack of pressure on forcing anything. They're they just play ball, they're good teammates. 
People love them, and they lead by the perfect mix of example, work ethic, and on the field and on the court. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to that, Steph Curry's never been. They he signed that what that four. They both have family members doing weird stuff to embarrass them. Well, (laughs) and they both had family members who played professional ball before, which which may have also paved the way for this. But all in all, Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow's getting there. And Josh Allen's yeah. there too. Justin Herbert could be there too. This young crop of mm. young of Jalen Hurts is there. Like there are guys that just no no no. What I'm saying, demeanor, right. leadership, level headedness, yes. team yeah. first. Like these, this it's different now. Mm-hmm. It's different now, and they that's why they're so beloved immediately because it's about the team always. So if they get paid highest paid, okay, but. They bring everything to the table and they earn it in more ways than just on the field. That's my rant for the day. Yeah, no, you're you're 100% right. And that goes back to basically what, bring it all together. A lot of those guys, especially Mahomes in particular, never really going to care about being the highest paid player because they do so much everywhere else that it results in they get a lot everywhere else and don't necessarily need to worry about, hey, my APY and all of that. They're just, you know, worried about other things. And that's probably what endears them to their fan basis and creates the feeling that you're explaining right now. But that's going to do it for us on a Thursday edition of the Locked On NFL podcast. Make sure that you're back on Friday for your boy Q and Chris Carter breaking down all the latest in the NFL. Thank you so much for tuning in. Start your weekend early, football fans. It's Thursday. Have a good one. Woo!